0: Welcome back, everybody, to the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. I'm Chris Witt, and with me, as always, is Mr. Adam Schmidt. Adam, how are you today, sir?
1: I'm doing great. How are you with that uh, face covering that you, I'm sure, is inhibiting your ability to breathe and talk and everything?
0: Uh, you, know, uh, you know, I'm doing all right. So for those of you watching here on YouTube, yes, I did just get done shoveling uh, snow in the driveway. And I didn't forget to take this off. I have to leave it on for the show because, once again, I have lost yet another bet on the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. We bet the Super Bowl over-under was 56. Adam took the under. I took the over. And, once again, Chris lost, as did the Chiefs and Mr. Patrick Mahomes. And, Adam, that's how we're going to start the day off. Let's do it. I got a question for you. I've got an answer for you. Chiefs, Chiefs lose. Uh, it's almost – it hasn't been done in 20 years or something crazy like that. Uh, somebody went in back-to-back Super Bowls. Very difficult to do. The Chiefs are in back-to-back Super Bowls. They lose the second one to Tom Brady, 31-9 this past Sunday. Adam, was this a big – was this bigger – for Tom Brady, or was this worse for Patrick Mahomes?
1: This was, this. I think this is going to go against what we talked about, What my answer to this similar question last week, but I think this might be bigger for Tom Brady, um, just because after you win the Super Bowl, you get to enjoy the fact that you were the best team in the league, you know, and, and you were the best team this year. And there's probably no greater feeling as a football player or, or, or a uh, player of any sport uh, to win a championship. That's the ultimate goal. Uh, not only that, but he won the MVP. So this was his seventh uh, Super Bowl win, his fifth time winning the Super Bowl
0: MVP. Fifth um, time in the Super Bowl. So can we say this real quick? Yeah. I do want, before we go any further, I would like to congratulate Tom Brady. On becoming the winningest Super Bowl franchise in NFL history. (laughs) Yeah. All by himself. All by himself. He has more Super Bowl wins than any franchise in the NFL. That, my friend, that is impressive.
1: Seven more than the Cincinnati
0: Bengals, right? Seven more than the Bengals, one more than both the Patriots and the Pittsburgh Steelers.
1: Yes sir. Uh yeah, that 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 is an incredible stat and that's one of those things, another thing that kind of you can point to when you talk about whoever you want to put up against him as the all-time greatest quarterback. That's another one that you can say, okay, now not only did he do that, he won 6 Super Bowls. In, in New England, but he went to Tampa Bay in his very first year at 43 years old, won another one. And um, that's, I, I don't know. I, I I still am kind of on the fence a little bit about put, making him, calling him without a doubt the greatest quarterback ever, just because I think there are other guys that you can make an argument for. But it's hard to argue against that man. It's hard to argue against you can make- Super Bowls. Ten Super Bowl games, playing in those, being, you know, certainly one of the biggest reasons you're there every year. He's played with some great defenses, and we're going to talk about that in a second too. But he, he is. I mean, he he is. His performance in those games, and for the twenty whatever the twenty years he's played in this league, I I don't think I can. I don't think I can argue for anybody else. More than I can argue for Tom Brady as the greatest quarterback of all time.
0: You can argue anybody you want to argue, mm-hmm. but it's going to be a losing argument every time. I don't know how you it, you put anybody you put their stats. If you're if you're going to talk about the greatest quarterback of all time, you have to have stats, you have to have wins, you have to have Super Bowls, you have to combine everything to find the best one, right? You can have a guy that's got the most stats. And and maybe a Super Bowl, and you know a good amount of wins, and things start averaging each other out as you start looking at everything. Tom Brady's in the top five in everything, stat-wise, and he is—he is the greatest in wins and in uh, and in Super Bowl appearances and wins. I—you can't—you can argue all you want, but it's a losing argument. Congratulations to Tom Brady. but I'm not going to sit here and pat on his back because the guy's 43 years old. He knows what it's like to win. He's done it a million times. We all knew how great he is. We realize it every couple years when he's right back in this spot. He's been in the playoffs for like 100 straight years. I'd just like to say Patrick Mahomes is the most athletic quarterback I may have ever seen in my life. And I don't mean that because the most athletic quarterback, the the best athlete playing quarterback right now is either going to be Lamar Jackson or Deshaun Watson, right? Yeah. Patrick Mahomes, though, what he can do, how he can throw the ball from the places that he throws the ball and where the ball goes, there was two or three plays where he was horizontal. (laughs) <laughs> not looking anywhere and threw the ball exactly where he wanted to throw it looked like he was just throwing up a prayer and he drops a dime in the back of the back corner of the end zone. Only his guy had a chance at it. He missed it. Only his guy had a chance at it. Probably would have never made the play dime as he's falling out of bounds horizontal. You've got a play where he runs around for 35 minutes and then gets hit. Okay. And as he's getting hit, he throws a ball and it hits I can't remember who it was. It was a Tyree Hill? Somebody in hands. I'm sorry, not in hands. In the face mask <laughs> while they're in the end zone. You got him scrambling for his life, hitting Travis Kelsey on three different third downs. Two that Kelsey missed. One that I believe was knocked away. But just unbelievable throws. He ran. He rushed. You may. I don't know if you saw this stat. Patrick Mahomes rushed for almost 500 yards be thro- before throwing passes Wow! in that game. He ran 500 yards before the ball left his hand, if you add a ball to the yardage. That was more than any quarterback for the entire season. And this is in the Super Bowl. The man was running for his life, not having your two offensive, your left and right tackle, moving people all over the place. Obviously, obviously showed how difficult it was because the Tampa Bay Buccaneers rushed more than four, only less than 10% of the time. Mm -hmm. So they were able to keep two guys. They got two extra guys back all the time, two deep safeties, nowhere for Tyreek. The corners weren't afraid of Tyreek Hill because they had help. It was it was you couldn't have played this team any better. But I'm going to tell you right now, if you've got your two starting tackles, buddy, that's a whole different game. Those edge rushers aren't coming down as hundred percent as they were. You know, downhill with their ears pinned behind the back, they're being way. They probably would have had to rush more people, leaving more guys open on the edges for Kansas City. I would love to have seen that game with both teams fully healthy. That being said, I never take it away from the team that win. Congratulations to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Unbelievable what they did to this team.
1: Unbelievable. You're right. And we did know about the the tackles being out for Kansas City going into the game, and we thought it was going to make a difference, but I didn't didn't know if it was going to make that big a difference. But apparently it did because – he, I, I, from what I saw, I think it was like on almost a third of the snaps, Patrick Mahomes was, was pressured on like almost a third. It was like 32.7% or something like that. That's yeah. crazy. And, 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 like you said, they didn't, I, I think they only, I think they only actually blitzed like four or five times in the entire game and he was pressured. Less than 10%. Frequently. Yeah. Yep. Um, So, I mean, Tom Brady got the MV won the MVP, but Tampa Bay's defense is, is the biggest reason they won that game. Uh, there's no question to, in my mind.
0: Um, well, I'm stealing a line from Mike Greenberg. Mike Greenberg said TB11 should have got it, not TB12. Todd <laughs> Bowles and that defense, his 11 guys on defense, deserved every bit of it. You could have picked anybody. Jason Pierre-Paul, uh, I keep wanting to call the guy Derek Brooks because that's who he reminds me of. Um, I can't remember the, their their linebacker that was running all over the field like a crazy man.
1: Was uh, Devin, two Devin def- White?
0: It might yep. have been it, but then you get yeah, and, and Sue and that other big monster that they got as a as a tackle, like it un unbelievable. The the and it wasn't just that line because if you look, there's times Patrick Mahomes, even when he did get a little bit of time, there was nobody open downfield. Mm-hmm. So just as much on those on that secondary as on the front seven, front four. Every the whole the whole the whole defense played well, and it all comes down to being able to do what they did on the offense on the defensive line because you're missing two of your starting most important offensive linemen. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, so uh, unfortunate for Kansas City, but um, everybody plays a game. You know, almost every team plays a game every week without people, and unfortunately, they were missing two pretty key people at the the worst week (laughs) to be missing him so yeah Yeah. um but you know and tom brady like i said wasn't he didn't he didn't you know uh, throw for 600 yards or anything like that he only threw for 200 but he was really efficient he was 21 for 29 and and threw three touchdowns didn't have any interceptions um did did throw one that got called back for a penalty that was the other thing that really hurt kansas city uh was penalties they had Mm -hmm. 95 yards of penalties just in the first half. And so that uh, <clears throat> that didn't do them any favors when, you, when you're when go- you playing with backup guys in key positions. You, you, it, uh, you know, especially can't afford those kinds of mistakes. Um, and it was- It, it definitely
0: was, seemed like the referees uh, in that first quarter, first half were maybe just a little bit rooting for Tampa Bay. Maybe just a little bit them refs were. Now, listen, at the same time, if you are Tampa Bay or if you're the Kansas city chiefs, you can't, you can't fall down and and reach out and and grab somebody's leg as they're running down the field. And, you know, you can't get burnt. You can't get in people's faces. You can't do the things they did to get the flags. Right. Could you say that some of them might've been able to stay in their back pocket? Sure you could, but they still threw them because you still did something wrong. So I don't want to hear, I don't, I don't like when people say that the refs took that game away from, from Kansas City because if you watch that defense play and if you watch Tampa Bay's offense play, they marched right down the field any, anytime they wanted to. And it was a steady diet of playoff Lenny Fournette. It was a steady diet of, of all his wide receivers and tight ends. Obviously, Gronk got two. I had another stat for you as I'm just thinking about this. First time in NFL history, that every point for the winning team was scored by somebody that did not play for that team the year before. Wow. 31 points. Yeah, Suck fun. up. Suck up's brand new to the team. He's a, he's a new kicker. Uh, Antonio Brown caught a touchdown. Gronk caught two touchdowns. Yep. And, and obviously uh, the guy who threw them to him was brand new to him. Yeah. All brought in by Tom Brady. The whole package. All those guys were only there because of tom brady
1: is that incredible or what
0: tom brady is tom brady got general manager of the year in the (laughs) super bowl this year as well like i said he's his own franchise so
1: and that's that brings up a point that you know we're seeing a lot on on the internet we're seeing a lot of comparisons between he and lebron james and that's another that's another uh, similarity is lebron can go to any city in the war any city in the nba And bring you know, uh, bring guys that are going to help win a championship or at least make that team significantly better than they were before those guys got there. So,
0: you put LeBron James on a roster, I don't care who it is, I think it'd be the Sacramento Kings. You put LeBron James on the roster right now, and they're a playoff team,
1: yeah, yeah. And, And but I mean, he also brings people, you know, Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis sure. came over because he wanted to play in L.A. with LeBron. Yeah. Um, so so uh, what does this mean for Patrick Mahomes? I, I mean, is he could, – could this be something that he – that sits with him in his he – didn't he didn't put his team – he is the quarterback of the most prolific offense in the NFL, and he did not get his team in the end zone in the Super Bowl on the biggest stage – does that do anything? Do you think to his psyche that's gonna hurt him going forward?
0: Uh, Mahomes seems like the kind of kid who he's a lot like Brady. He's got that his demeanor. Like if they score a touchdown or if he throws an interception, you know what I mean? He's still he's still gonna have that same energy, that same look in his eye of all right, let's here we go. We're going back out here. We're gonna go get him again. I I, I don't I don't I don't think that it's going to be uh, I don't think it's a a a be all end all for for Patrick Mahomes at all. I don't think this will affect him in if any if in any way, it just becomes more of a motivating factor for a guy. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. This is a guy who can do things on the football field that nobody's ever seen before. I mean you can you can talk about Deshaun Watson, you can talk about um you can talk about uh Lamar Jackson you can talk about Aaron Rodgers and, and you know early in his years when he was pretty mobile with the rock and could still throw it you could talk about guys like uh, even going back to guys like Steve Young who was incredibly mobile you got guys that ran around all over the place like Brett Favre before they threw the ball gunslinger-ish mentality you got guys like Randall Cunningham who ran all over the place it could have been One of the greatest running, could have probably been if he was in a West Coast offense and not playing under Buddy Ryan most of his career and played under Bill Walsh in in some kind of West Coast offense like that, May we may be talking about the greatest quarterback ever. So you can take all that and put them all together and they made a baby and his name is Patrick Mahomes. (laughs) I got no, I I don't have any fear that this kid is, anything's going to happen to this kid. Anything will go wrong with this kid. They'll be. I don't, I mean, I'll never say that somebody's gonna be back in the, in the Super Bowl. Take that back. I absolutely would say that they will be back in the Super Bowl. Um, I totally believe that they'll be back in the Super Bowl, but you know, he's not Dan Marino. Dan Marino was an arm, you know what I mean? People talk about Dan Marino got there early and never got his chance again. Mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes is more than just an arm, brother this dude has Dan Marino's arm can make Dan Marino's throws and can move around better than not better, but can move around like a Deshaun Watson.
1: Yeah. I I agree with you. He does seem to have the demeanor. um, He he seems to have his, his head on straight. And like, he's going to, if anything, like you said, be motivated to come back and be be even better. And you know, he's, he's 25
0: he's gonna, years old.
1: Yeah. And he's, he's going to want Yeah. So he's probably just going to get, keep getting better over the next few years. Um, so if that's the case, I, I agree with you then, you know, as long as Kansas city keeps the, you know, their core intact, they'll uh, they'll be back. I'm sure. Um, you know, one thing that I was thinking about as you were talking about that is um, I forgot that at one point, Tampa Bay was seven and five. That doesn't sound that great. And then they won their last Seven. four games. And then they got in as the wild card and won three, three games on the road. Uh, Seven
0: and five going into their and – they, and they were going into their – what do you call that bad boy, the bye week? Bye week. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. I think the bye week was after week nine or something like that. And they just totally turned all their whole entire season around.
1: Yeah, that was uh, – it, it's, it's something that they did pretty frequently in, um, in New England too. And so, I, you know, I, you got to think Brady has something to do with that. They, they make adjustments, and I'm sure he works with the coaching staff as much as any player has ever worked with the coaching staff. Because Tom Brady
0: walked onto a team. He walked onto a team that didn't have OTAs, didn't have a yeah. preseason. And, and this is a brand new team for him. Yeah, they're going to struggle in the beginning. Tom Brady's going to struggle in a situation like that. But if you give Tom Brady sixteen games, he's going to work it out, and he's going to figure it out. You watching the beginning of the year? I mean, there was times where the people were talking about Bruce Arians talking, talking to, uh, bad about Tom Brady and and like all these things in a press conference, calling Tom Brady out. And 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 you know, when it comes down to it, Bruce Arians is the type of old man coach that's going to everybody's the same on his team, don't matter who you are. And I'm sure he had a conversation with Tom, and I'm sure Tom respects that. And Tom has dealt with that. For his whole career so it wouldn't affect him any any worse but but at the same time things changed tom brady got more into the offense they say he's he had more say in the offense as the year went on well yeah because he didn't 100 percent know the offense probably at the beginning of the year because he didn't have any time to go over it with anybody sure. so absolutely yes they did struggle at the beginning of the year and they got way 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 better at the end
1: yeah yeah, and his his preparation is legendary. I mean, they talk about how much time he spends in the film room and that kind of thing. And uh, so, like like you said, you get an entire season to put it together, and then your last, you know, you win your last four games and get into the playoffs, and that's all it takes. And then he's gonna be he's gonna be prepared every single week to know exactly what it's gonna take to beat you, uh, you know, and at least have the offense doing their part of it. And then when you when you have a defense like they had too, pretty good formula.
0: You ain't kidding, man. You are not kidding. That was it, it was fun to watch. Uh, I look forward to seeing. Did you see any of the party, right? They didn't have a parade and said they had a uh look like a, it was a boat parade or something like that.
1: Yep, they were on they were on boats or these little, yeah, they were all on little boats. I saw video. For the first video I saw was of the one after Tom Brady got back on land and they're, and they're walking him <laughs> from the boat to wherever he's going. <laughs>
0: Apparently, everybody was giving him all kinds of – there were some a lot of people saying some bad things about Tom Brady being drunk at this thing. <laughs> so I saw you? a tweet. Hammered. I saw – oh, he was hammered. Yeah. I saw a tweet. I saw a tweet that couldn't have said it any better. He said, all you got – everybody on Twitter getting on Tom for drinking and getting hammered. His excuse is he just won a Super Bowl. All you tweet heads, your excuses. is it's Friday night. I think Tom Brady wins.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I, I mean, if there's ever a time to, where it's okay to have a few, a few too many – is there a better time than that at, no, your, there at isn't a championship better time.
0: parade? Yeah. Um, Did you see him throw the Vince Lombardi trophy to Gronk? That scared the daylights out of me because he threw that thing. And it you can tell that that thing, is, the football is the heaviest part of that thing because it went straight to the bottom and the top end goes up. And I was like, Ooh, that's the real Lombardi trophy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well. What two better guys to, to do that than for Tom Brady to throw it to Rob Gronkowski?
0: There's not a soul in the NFL or in the front office of any NFL team or of the NFL that would ever say a word to those two about it. Right.
1: Yeah, that was it was entertaining. It was funny. Uh, so good for them uh, for for getting their championship in and, or getting getting their parade in. I mean, and uh and figuring out a, a way to do it where you don't have just people lining the streets everywhere made it a little bit safer yep. that way and everything that was a great idea
0: i did i liked that i mean they couldn't have done it anywhere but tampa bay but yeah good for right. them that was awesome yeah
1: yeah if this was in uh if the eagles wanted or if new england wanted <laughs> it or whatever it's yep. not happening um Unless they, uh, unless they get on, uh, you know, everybody gets ice skates on or
0: something like that, and, and there you go, frozen, exactly. Frozen river, exactly. Um, so this is. Hey, this before is, we yeah, go. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, Were please. you going to make a transition there?
1: Uh, kind of, but not really. But I want to see what you have first.
0: Uh, I was going to go total opposite, total different subject. So if you want to continue and oh. got something else to say, go ahead.
1: It's not even really anything. I was just wondering if you paid close attention to the commercials or anything. I mean, that's, I know it's a hacky thing to to talk about with the Super Bowl, but um, if any commercials jumped out at you that you remember that you thought were I'm great. usually
0: a lot. I, I thought, Bud. I thought, I thought I didn't think Anheuser-Busch was doing anything this year. Yeah. They said they weren't but so it was Budweiser there was no Budweiser Clydesdales there was no Clydesdales so I guess that's what it was uh because they brought back a bunch of the old guys I love that Paramount they spent a ton of money on their streaming service and I think it paid off because those are probably the most memorable commercials on there Beavis and Budhead and um, I don't even know I, I, I just remember Beavis and Budhead so all the Star Wars stuff was on there so yeah, I was. Uh, I thought that was pretty cool.
1: Yeah, the the first couple of Paramount commercials I thought were kind of dumb, and then I mean, I saw Beavis and ButtHead. I'm like, oh yeah, Beavis and ButtHead, and those were the ones that stuck out to me. And then the 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 last couple that they did, I think were funnier, and, and especially the ones. There was one that featured like Beavis and ButtHead more than any other, and then and then the ones where uh, they were like everybody was dancing or something like that. And that was the funniest part. Yes. Was the girl, I, I don't know what horror movie it was from, but it was like a ghost from the ring. or whatever. It was
0: from The Ring. Yeah, the ring. yeah, the girl from The Ring.
1: That's right. I think I actually saw that movie. I don't know why. I must have been. Uh, I've, I've seen. I'm, I
0: have seen that movie. You got to remember that was back in the ages when we would we would be dating people, right? So. Just in high school or just out of high school, we would actually have to go on dates where, where men like us who are scared to death of everything <laughs> that is in, that has a thriller theme would not go see anymore because I'm a grown man now and I can make my own decisions and I'm married. So, you know, tough, babe. Sorry. This is what it is. You want to go watch it? Go watch it with your girls or something or find another date? I don't know. Yeah. But I'm not going. I don't have to go anymore. I've already got it locked up.
1: And I'm not married, but I'm too old to care about. I'm just going to tell you, somebody new. I'm just going to tell you flat out. I'm sorry if you like you said, go find somebody else to go to that movie with. I don't uh, go go find somebody else to go to the haunted house with or whatever. Anyway, I don't want to get back on that whole thing. We talked about that. If you if you haven't heard how scared we are of everything, look at listen to last week's
0: podcast. There you go. But uh, I said startled. It's startled. The word is startled. Okay startled. Now, I'm during the movie, <laughs> during the movie, I get startled easily. Okay, I'm not necessarily scared of the stuff on the screen. Okay, but Now, when the- I go to bed at night <laughs> and the go. lights go out, that's when I become scared of all that crap I just watched. I can't get that stuff out of my head. I open my eyes for a split second and I see everything, yes. everything. Absolutely.
1: And, and, and I'm like, well, I, I have to curl my I have to curl my legs up because if my feet are by the end of the bed, something's gonna reach up at the Someone's end. Something's gonna bed. grab you. So obviously it's gonna happen. So uh you can't you can't do that. Anyway, uh the girl from the ring is like just like flopping around or whatever, and butthead just goes, uh that, yeah. that was like the funniest part of any commercial I think yes. I saw. Besides that, I, I thought a lot of them were, were not very good. The Will Ferrell, I, I'm just so biased with Will Ferrell. Everything he does yes. is funny to me. So his it was the electric vehicles from General Motors, I think, talking about that. And he was bashing whoever, Norway or whatever, Sweden, yeah. or whoever it was. Um, anyway, and then besides that, there were a couple uh, comedians that popped up. Matt Bronger was one um from the scots commercial i was like matt bronger he's you know kind of (laughs) you know like people probably that follow comedy closely know who he is but not everybody does i think so anyway that was kind of a a fun little fun little thing for me but anyway i just wanted to all the wayne's world was would have been a lot better i think you know the rest of what i'm gonna say yeah Um, uh the edgar scissorhands commercial i loved that That movie so i like that one
0: that was kind of cool. I I kind of liked that. Uh, uh, the the Edward Little Edward. I guess that was Little Edward, right? I guess they. Had, I thought she died at the end, but apparently she's still alive. What's her yeah. name? The. Yeah, is it Meryl Streep or? Um, Meryl Streep, come on! Uh, you know his the, girl, the girl that he fell in love with, who was in that commercial.
1: Oh yeah. Um, you mean the character's name from the movie?
0: Oh, I don't know what the character's name was. There ain't no way I remember that. Oh, um,
1: yeah, I'm trying to remember now too. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But that was fun.
0: And um, so here's the deal with commercials for me. Yeah. When I watch, com- I don't, I don't watch. Usually during the Super Bowl, the commercial is my time to get up, go re- replenish my plate of food, replenish my drink, because I don't care. I, I don't. I don't. Super Bowls, the, the commercials are commercials. There's some funny ones, and most of them you never see again because they play them like because they're like three minute long commercials. But you know when you come down to the real commercial, it's only like thirty seconds mm-hmm. for the rest of its featured life. So I, you know, it, yeah, some of them are alright. Most of them, goofy. There's a bunch of. It seemed like there was a bunch of little people uh, commercials. I ain't never stuff I've never even heard of before that that were. In there, so good for them.
1: Speaking of no that, idea. my favorite commercial of the whole time: Tire Discounters, uh, which was just—it was like three it. Sec- it was three seconds long. It was just the jingle, which just goes "Tire Tire Discounters."
0: discounters. <laughs> but did it. you see? Did you see? Uh, they kept doing the Paramount put a ton of money into this. Yeah. There's like a they kept at, like at every the end of every commercial break or, ref- or at the end of every. Uh, right before every commercial break it like flashed up and i can't remember what it said something about the mountain in the background and, and it was tom uh tom tony romo and, and jim nance saying something to each other it, it was on it was on like before every set of commercials it was yeah. they paid a lot of money good for good for them i hope they get a lot of streaming people i have way too many streaming uh things that i pay for already mm-hmm. so sorry paramount as much as i'd love to stream some beavis and butthead nothing on there turned me on to going deal.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm contemplating, I'm going to have to get HBO max. I think that's getting big. Um, Conan's about to move his show to there and, and make it a little bit different. And uh,
0: that is going to make that show really good.
1: Yeah. And, uh, and there's something else on HBO max. I'm, I'm forgetting what it is now that I'm, I'm like, man, I, I, I have to go watch
0: that there the righteous gemstones. By itself, I I will have I will always have HBO, just so I can see the righteous gemstones. Only That's been great, one great. season, only been one season. John Goodman, it's the funniest thing in the entire world. Wow. Adam Devine. Adam Devine is that his name? Yeah. Is uh is one of his sons, and the other one is the guy who played the pitcher with the mullet. other the old HBO shows that I, I can't. I'm terrible with names. Oh yeah yeah
1: from uh, eastbound and down
0: yeah from eastbound and down yeah uh, I so uh, i'm just telling you right now one of the funniest shows out there if you get if you get hbo go back go back and watch last the first season of righteous gemstones oh. unbelievable
1: that just reminded me i think it was moon base eight is the is the show that i was thinking about that i really want to watch that i haven't watched yet i'm pretty sure that's the one that's on hbo max with uh Fred Armisen and Tim Heidecker and John C. Riley.
0: Oh, see, I, I haven't seen anything on that, but that sounds good. I'd like to see that. That sounds good. All uh, right. So okay. anyway, so speaking of that, uh, real quick, mm. this weekend, pretty big week, right for for a guy who's uh, for a guy who's got a girl. It's Valentine's Day weekend <laughs> in COVID season. Uh huh. Not all of us can be Andre Edwards, uh, the, the great fan and uh, contributor to the podcast and have their COVID vaccines. So as a man uh, with, a, with a girlfriend these days, what's, what's a guy do on Valentine's Day? Uh,
1: no clue. <clears throat> no clue yet. So we still works. have...
0: You're, you're doing good. You're, you're on the roll. We like still every have... another other man in this world, it's Wednesday, Valentine's Day Sunday, this weekend, no idea.
1: Four days away. Yeah, no, no clue. Um, it, it, it's a, I don't know. I mean, it's a ridiculous. I mean, I guess you got to do something, right? But uh, you know, it's just, I, I'm, I don't know. I, it might be a lazy, it might be a lazy year for me there uh, this year, but. Uh, and then I'll just have to better to uh, beg for forgiveness than to ask for permission, right? Something like that. There you
0: go, bro. Yep, uh, yep. It's easier to it's easier to ask for forgiveness than ask for permission, right?
1: Um. So no it's idea. that's true, you, by the way. You, I, you're, you, I mean, you, you've been. I'm going go to out this. to dinner.
0: I'm going you, out to dinner. You've been I'm married thirty-eight years, and
1: okay, out to dinner.
0: Yep, going going out to dinner. Been married now uh, almost thirty-eight years. I've been alive for thirty-seven uh i'm in my 38th year of living
1: yeah and you were um, two when you got married so 30 okay mm-hmm. so like 36 years.
0: 30 something yeah 30 something um so yeah I, we're gonna go to uh an outdoor restaurant sit outside it's gonna be about 12 degrees no we are going to a restaurant that is known for its outdoor seating we're gonna go to the uh to the pu- incline public house okay uh not sitting outside Absolutely not. So that's not going to happen in any shape or way. Um, but there's no reservation. So I have no idea how this is going to work. Yeah. Well, maybe they're doing reservations for this. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't called. So,
1: <laughs> well, you got four days. It's plenty of time.
0: Exactly. Exactly.
1: All right. Well, good. I hope you enjoy your dinner.
0: So, Speaking of that, so wine and dining, a lot of people came out and wine and dined Mr. Trevor Bauer this offseason. The Reds, uh, before this whole thing started, had and he was a uh, restricted free agent, I believe, so they were able to uh, offer him some money, and they offered him $18.9 million. Obviously, they couldn't afford Trevor Bauer, the Cy Young, winner this year and he has made his decision after tempting New York Met fans mm-hmm. for a week. He apologized. He came out and apologized to New York Met fans. Here's the thing. after it seemed like a deal was done. He signs with Dodgers. Go ahead. Tell me what the thing is.
1: He flirted so hard with every fan base in major league baseball from the, the time, from the last day of the last season until he signed the other day, which I think I heard today is still not exactly official yet, but he they reached a deal. Um,
0: yeah, but would, yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the end, there was only two people in it. There was only two people in it, and it was thought that he had a deal ready to be signed with the Mets.
1: Yeah, I'm a little surprised, frankly, that he apologized because he 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 seems. Unapologetically, uh, I, I, there's, there's some term, but like he seems Pology. like a guy that believes in being unapolog- unapologetically himself, so he's gonna be himself and he's not gonna apologize for it. And that's that, so I'm, I'm a little surprised that he apologized to anybody for not signing with them, <clears throat> but uh, good for him. Uh, but he did sign with the Dodgers, the team that just won the World Series, just got the best pitcher in the national league from last year added to their roster uh so it was 3 years it's 3 years 102 million from what i uh from what i understand if i if i remember that right and uh so the next 2 years he's going to be the highest paid be- uh player in baseball he's going to he's going to make 40 million dollars which you mentioned uh 18 18 and some change from the reds so more than double what the Reds were able to offer him, he's going to make next year alone.
0: Not only was it more than double what the Reds could offer him, it was more, that's more than the, than the Pittsburgh Pirates more who, who have an estimated 26 man payroll, $30 million a year, next year, more than the Baltimore Orioles who are at 34.2 and the Cleveland Indians at 36.5. This man this is this 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 is one of the things. If you've got a kid, teach them how to pitch. Yeah, because as long as there's no salary cap in baseball, pitchers are going to make a lot of money. Regular run of the mill relief pitchers, not closers, not even setup men, not starters, just come on in relief pitchers are making more than the average player uh, in the NBA, probably well above more than the average player in the NBA.
1: Yeah. Unbelievable. And, and there are obviously way more pitching jobs than any other position in baseball. So another reason, of course, to teach your kid how to pitch. I mean, there are way more jobs available. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's just, it's hard to watch the rich get richer, especially when we are huge fans of a mid-market, I would say, team. Um, mm. mid, eh. mid, mid to low. It, used, we used, mid to it used to be a much lower, a much smaller market here in Cincinnati. Yes. Over the last five, eight years or whatever, they've increased the payroll so much that it, – Bob it's Castellini has done a
0: middle. lot. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think it's somewhere around the middle now. Um, but still – Obviously we're not a team that can afford a guy like Trevor Bauer, any top free agent in any year. Um, So it's hard for us. And, and we're directly affected by this, especially because he's going for, he was the biggest reason the Reds made the playoffs, whether it was an extended field or whatever, they still made the playoffs and he was one of the, the biggest reasons the, the, the year he had last year was incredible. So Uh, it feels like we're, we're getting a lot worse (laughs) by losing him. We expected to not be able to sign him back, but it's just still, it feels like the the team that won the world series is adding him. And we just barely squeaked into the playoffs and, and created some sort of excitement for the first time in, in, uh, eight years or whatever. And, and now it's going to go right back down. It feels like to me, um,
0: I don't, I don't know, man. I think this offense is underrated right now. We underperformed on offense. We still have we had top we had we had three excellent starters. We had two starters that you could have put their numbers up for the Cy Young. Two. And that's not even the that's not even probably our best young pitcher. Our best young pitcher was our third best pitcher on that staff this year. Luis Castillo, you still have Sonny Gray. You still have Luis Castillo. You still have a decent bullpen to play with. We may finally get to see Michael Lorenzen start games, brother. That makes me more happy than anything. I can't wait to see what that kid can do as a, as a starting pitcher. So I don't know, man. Maybe it's just the the uh, ever-optimism of my Reds fandom, but I I'm I'm good with this. I'm okay with it. We weren't going to be able to afford him. That's fine. Then let's get Castillo. Let's get Gray. Let's bump them. Let's get those guys in the mix. They learned so much from Trevor Bauer this year. Let's keep that rolling.
1: Yeah. Um, so so they're still still looking for uh, a shortstop. I guess they did sign they did sign Dee Gordon in the last few days and that's that is exciting to me i don't think he's a difference maker but you know how i feel about speed guys little speed guys and so i mean if he ends up being if he's the the best option when we break spring training and he ends up being the shortstop and he hits leadoff i'm going to be excited to start the season now he's probably going to get on base 21% of the time and it's not going to be it's going to it's, it's Wait, i'm going to D
0: gordon D Gordon is a former batting average champ in the National League. And that's, this I, is Billy. This is Billy Hamilton on steroids, brother. This I know is that's what why I've I always wanted. This is what I've always wanted, and what you thought we had in Billy Hamilton. That's right. You don't have to apologize for D Gordon. You don't have to make up. You don't have to make up things to act like D Gordon's good. D Gordon was very good. He Billy was. Hamilton, you had to act like it. Oh yeah, I say was. There's no doubt. I said was. Trust me, I know what I said. That's
1: that's why I'm cautiously optimistic. Because if he was if he was going to be a difference maker, he wouldn't have been he wouldn't have been kind of picked up off the scrap heap. I mean he's he's he signed a minor league deal with an invite to spring training. It's not like this was a free agent signing that we should be you know mm-hmm.
0: that, that that yeah. But you see, back. start you see people come back from things all the time. I mean, he did it. He was, you know, he he was looked at to be really good in, in L.A., uh, kind of fell off a little bit, uh, got busted for doing steroids uh, or HGH or whatever once. Kind of went to Miami, and became a whole new player. Maybe he needs another little shakeup. Come to Cincinnati, become a whole new player—not a whole new player, but be, become a better player again. I'm a, I'm, I'm holding to that. I'm, I'm holding to that. That's what's going. That's what, that's what I, that's what we need to have.
1: Yeah, I, I it, it was uh. <clears throat> I wasn't expecting it. It was it was strange when I saw uh, that they that they signed him. Um,
0: <laughs> uh oh, he's laughing.
1: We can move on from that. Uh, so
0: anyway, look, you're talking about. You can't giggle like that. You can't stare at the screen, giggle like that, and just move on. I
1: I am so, <clears throat> I am so. I don't know if it's childish or what, but. I think it's so funny that his name – he changed his name to D. D Strange Gordon. It sounds so funny to me. I didn't know he did that. He he goes by – yeah, I think last year he actually had it on his jersey, Strange-Gordon, because his mother, who uh, died when he was like four years old or something like that, her last name was Strange. And he decided to honor his mother. He's he's using her last name and hyphenating his name. Uh, Man,
0: so. any last name in the world that that's probably you know, it's like and his dad was Flash Gordon. His dad was was the relief pitcher for the Red Sox and, and so many other teams. Yeah, it, D it, it, Strange Gordon. He is right. he's now he is D-strange Gordon. All right, he's that's the strangest true. Gordon I know. I didn't realize that he had changed it, but
1: apparently he did it last year or maybe the year before that or something. And I didn't know that until I saw the signing and they said, and then I looked up, you know, whenever he did that, there were articles about it and stuff that he was changing it or press releases. And that's, it said, that's why. So, I mean, you know, that's, that's a a sweet thing and everything, but very funny that his, his half of his last name is strange. That is funny. Um, so anyway, uh, but uh, just quickly back to Trevor Bauer, Clayton Kershaw, Walker Bueller, Trevor Bauer, David Price, and then, you know, one of uh, Dustin May, Julio Arias uh, or whatever. One of those. Uriah, d- yeah. I mean, are you kidding? There's there's nobody even close, right? No staff nope. even close.
0: Nope. Nope. Without a doubt. But you know what? Hey come out of in, nowhere and they anytime. have one of the best offensive teams in the league too <laughs> sure and they put a big giant roadblock in front of uh in front of san diego who thought they were up and coming did not they? Yep. they they put a big old giant roadblock in front of them bad boys san I'll diego's tell- like oh we, we coming on hot at the end of the season last year we look like the hottest team in baseball <laughs>
1: those Siders are gonna be uh, yeah and then they added two huge signings two big time pitchers it's gonna be those series are going to be so fun. There are going to be some incredible pitching matchups in those series this year. And it stinks that those games are going to start at 1030 our time. I'm
0: just going to say that. It's too bad that if you live over here, you don't get to watch it till 11 o'clock at night. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. You know, what we need to do, I'll tell you what, pitchers and, and catchers report uh, next week. Next weekend, I think. Pitchers and yeah, catchers is right. the 19th. I think you're right. Um, Usually right so around 25th. Around yeah, 25th for everybody else. So, I believe that's right. We need to get uh, we need to get our boy, um, Bobby Nightingale, Mister Bobby Nightingale Jr. to uh, step up into the podcast and give us a true breakdown of the Reds and not just what we think on this little stuff. We need an insider on the show to let us let our let our fans really know what's going on with this Cincinnati Reds team.
1: Yep, yep, we will have him soon. Definitely before the 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 season starts for sure. That reminds me one really quick thing before we go on to our Mount Rushmore. I wanted to ask you, and and it brought you uh, you kind of triggered it in my mind when you talked about Michael Lorenzen possibly being a starting pitcher on the Reds staff this year. That means he's going to get to bat more often, and that reminds me that I wanted to get your take on. (laughs) I've been watching your mouth. I've been watching your mouth in that mask the whole time, (laughs) trying not to laugh. It looks very funny. Um, <laughs> you look like a cartoon. That's funny. Um, Great radio. They, they they made the decision that most of the rules from last year those those extra you know the the seven inning double headers and the um, the, uh, uh, the the runner on second base to start extra innings those rules are sticking around for this year. Except for the universal DH. What explain the- explain this to me?
0: What what is Rob Manford thinking? How can you how can you take things that everybody universally hated? Maybe not everybody, me personally, lots of regular baseball people hated. And the one thing that I actually kind of got used to, and I at the end of last year, I said, you know what? I could I can do the DH thing. I was against it for a long time. I kind of like the two leagues having two different things, but you know what? I'm good with the DH thing. I became good with the designated hitter at the end of last year. And what he leaves in is, is all this ridiculousness? What is, what, 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 No, that's, that. the DH doesn't even change the game because the game's already being played that way.
1: Well, here's the, here's the thing. Like the, the biggest thing for me is I think the, the designated hitter needed to be universal, either for or against. When you split, when you split the uh, the leagues uh, uh, evenly, when the when the Houston Astros went to the American League, and you had to start playing every single day, there are inner inter league games being played. That's it when you. The inter- I think you, yeah. that's
0: when you needed to do that. It was the interleague thing because if you look at every single major major league um, a sport. Hockey, they've got a, two divisions. You've got uh, basketball with the with the um, East Coast, East Eastern Conference, Western Conference. You've got football with the NFC, AFC. Everything has two different leagues, and all the rules are exactly the same for both leagues. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing that would actually make sense.
1: I'm, I'm glad you're with me on this. I, I I just wanted to run that by you because it's been driving me crazy ever since I saw it in the last week. It doesn't make any sense to me at all why you wouldn't have a universal DH, especially in this year, if you're still going, if you're staying with the same different rules that were that, you know, wouldn't it be in place in a normal year or whatever? I just don't get it. I wanted to get your take on that. We agree. So we can move it's- on.
0: It's pretty ridiculous if you ask me, but, you know, uh, I don't know who's in Rob Manford's ear, who's making these decisions with him or if it's just him. But, dude, brother, you need some you need some different people talking around you or you need to throw some things out and just you see public opinion. If you're all about what what the public wants and trying to fix the game and and get it – I say fix the game. I don't think there's anything wrong with the game. But trying to get it more applicable to a – different generation a new generation that doesn't seem to be as into it okay well well let's figure out that maybe maybe do some things that make sense first and then these crazy full-out rule changes well let's develop some of those right let's let's figure those out but let's get everybody on the same page I'm starting I never was for I kind of always liked the fact that you had a little advantage if you're a national league team in the world series and when you're pitching the AL had a an advantage you know because they've got a guy that always dhs on their side i kind of liked that for a long time but no it doesn't, it doesn't it really doesn't make sense there's no it doesn't make sense it doesn't make sense everybody follows the same rules it's all done boom
1: yeah i i couldn't think of any reason either Uh, That's something that Bobby Nightingale did a good job of last year when he when we had him on to start the season was talking through those rule changes. And I think he almost kind of convinced you uh, that that some of those were going to be okay. And uh, to be honest with you, most people runner on second base. Still the stupidest thing. I, I get I get what you're saying. I feel like most most people I've heard that were against that to begin with by the end of the season, they were like, okay, I I got, it's fine. I actually kind of, I have heard a lot of people say, you know, it actually wasn't bad at all. And, you know, so people can adjust to those things, but this one just doesn't make sense. So I definitely want to ask him his his opinion on that. See if we can get some kind of reason that we're not thinking of why that would be the case. So, so we'll bring him on in the next few weeks here and do that. But right now we need to move on to our Mount Rushmore. And this week, It is the Mount Rushmore of Adam Sandler movies. We are both big Adam Sandler fans, and uh, we've both seen a ton of his movies. I'll tell you what, as big a fan as I am of his and as many movies of his that I own, there are still, he's made so many movies. He is such a prolific movie maker that I haven't seen half the movies he's been in. I mean, there are a lot of movies I haven't actually seen. But a lot of I, I would say
0: ha- I'm I'm probably close to that. I feel like I've seen uh, I don't know man. As I'm scrolling back, I don't know. I feel like I'm at about uh, I've probably seen about sixty five percent of his movies. I'm gonna go yeah. with two thirds.
1: Yeah, I'm probably about there too. Um, I I didn't know because I've never seen the movies. Are your kids into the Hotel Transylvania movies?
0: Huge, huge. Okay. That was.
1: I, I almost put it
0: on. I almost put it on my on my uh, Mount Rushmore. I like. The, I love Adam Sandler in those Hotel Transylvania movies. Never
1: saw. Apparently, they're working on a uh, Tran- Hotel Transylvania four. Um, Very good. So yeah, that that's one one example of a movie that I have not seen of his. But there's a huge list of movies that I have seen. I've liked almost everything he's made. He's he's had a couple duds, but um, I, I mean, for the most part, I just love everything he's in. So, I would like to know your top four.
0: Did I pick this lives. one or did you pick this? I picked this one. Darn it. Okay. All right. So, here's the deal. The first two are easy for me because right. it's, it's what he literally named his film place after. Mm-hmm. Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore. If they're not on your Mount Rushmore of, of, of Adam Sandler movies – then you like Adam Sandler for a different reason than everybody else does. Yep. If you don't have Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore on yours, then you've probably got uh, Spanglish and uh, Rain, over uh, me. Rain Over Me.
1: Going Overboard.
0: Um, uh, Little Mickey. Timeout, timeout. Going Overboard. You're going – that's old – Little Mickey wasn't terrible. <laughs> Little Mickey wasn't. That's what Adam Sandler does, though. That's his comedy.
1: Yeah, going
0: overboard. That's his. That Spanglish. That stuff. I mean, you know, Jack and Jack and Jill was, I guess, kind of more like his. But there's some of these that were, you know. Anyway, besides the point. Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison, without a doubt. Dude, I got a list that I got to choose two from. So. Uh, I'm just gonna go over these real quick because I'm gonna make this easy for you. Okay. Because we're gonna talk about all the best movies real quick. Yeah. The Wedding Singer may be one of the most quoted Adam Sandler movies of all time. I'm not a movie quoter, I can't remember what things are from. People will quote movies and be like, You you never seen a wedding singer? And I'll be like, Well, of course I have like 10 times. I but I don't like remember all. I laugh when it happens, and then my mind. My mind doesn't have room for everyday things, much less to keep a movie quote in it, right? So I kick it out. Waterboy? Are you kidding me? You know what? Scratch that. I'm putting Water Boy on, putting it on my Mount Rushmore of Adam Sandler movies. I'm doing the typical, uh, currently doing the typical COVID-19 anyone with a mask thing. The whole point of the mask Is to keep your 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 spittle and breath and and stuff uh, slightly enclosed in the mask. But for some reason, anybody anybody wants to talk, which is when that stuff spreads the most. They pull the mask down. Doesn't make any sense. I just did that as um, and I'm reason I'm wearing the mask in case anybody is starting in the middle of the podcast, which wouldn't make any sense because I lost a bet on the over under for the Super Bowl. Okay, I'll tell you. I'll put this back up.
1: I know at least one person that starts in the middle of the podcast because they don't care about the NBA or the NFL or Major League Baseball. This is the (laughs) only thing to the Mount
0: Rushmore. I know at least one person, so there you go. Good, so that hopefully that helps them when they see me with a mask on. All (laughs) right. So that being said, um, oh man, I'm not putting Waterboy on yet because Big Daddy, Big Daddy is going on. So Big Daddy is now number three. I, I'm not putting I'm not putting Waterboy on yet. Uh, I personally love Mr. Deeds, one of my favorites of that he did the 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 club foot, all that weird stuff. Uh, same girl we were talking about is in that that we've been talking about uh, that we were talking about earlier that was in that uh, silly uh, Johnny Depp scissors hands movie. Anyway, is the same yeah. girl. Yeah, yeah. I still don't uh, know what her name. Not is.
1: Meryl Streep. Um, um, definitely not Meryl Streep. No, uh, <laughs> She's like
0: 50 years younger than Meryl Streep.
1: Yeah. Uh. Oh gosh. Okay. Anyway, it's I'll okay. About it.
0: Keep going. Fifty first dates, slightly corny,
1: really good movie. Love Fifty First Dates.
0: Really good movie. Drew Barrymore and him have a couple movies, and they did a little deal. They're very good. Uh, gotta love the Second Coming of the Longest Yard. That was. You, 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 when you, if anybody that saw The Longest Yard with uh, uh, dude just died a couple years ago, Burt Reynolds, great movie, right? Like a classic movie, dude. Uh, Michael Irvin and and all the guys that are in The Longest Yard, I think Adam Sandler's personally is better, Mm. in my opinion. I like it better than the original. Um, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry, loved it. Absolutely loved it. Phenomenal. Uh, Justin Timberlake's, I don't know if it's his ex or his current wife was in that. Um, Jessica Beale. Jessica Beale. Mm-hmm. Amen to that. Uh, Grown Ups, one and two. You know, probably not my favorite Adam Sandler movies. I'm not even really on the list to go on to my Mount Rushmore. Still good movies. Yeah. Uh, under Two underrated movies movies for me and I've just made a decision on what my fourth is. Two underrated movies. First, funny people. I'm gonna tell you what of his like serious things that he does, that movie is awesome. Yeah. I feel like like that that is a great movie. I like however, however, there's a movie I haven't said anything about yet. And if you're following it along at home, you may know where i'm going and i'm making this decision when i watched this movie i laughed from start to finish and um anyone who is into spy movies and yet loves a good salon movie (laughs) has seen the zohan zohan or zohan whatever his name was
1: you don't mess with the zohan
0: You don't mess with the Zohan. The man loved ladies. He loved cutting hair. Paul Mitchell, 1980 haircuts all day long. I'm doing it. It was going to be funny, people, but I switched it to the Zohan. That's number four. Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison, Big Daddy, and the Zohan. I I had to throw one in there that nobody would else say. I love that movie
1: man it's it's pretty funny it's it's pretty ridiculous in some places but
0: happy gilmore and billy madison are as ridiculous as they get and zohan was i never stopped laughing never stopped laughing
1: so i i wrote that movie down as one to to mention not anywhere close to my mount rushmore but i did write that one down um, I forgot to write down Funny People. You write about that one. I did like that. Dude, that
0: with uh, go, uh, Seth uh, Seth Rogan. Seth Rogan. It's a yeah. great movie, man. If you ever get a chance, that's an underrated Adam Sandler movie that never gets talked about. Funny People, great movie. He basically played himself. Eminem makes a uh, makes a cameo in it. It's hilarious. Eminem does a great job of just being a pissed off celebrity. It's awesome. <laughs>
1: yeah, and it's about it's it's kind of about um, yeah, it is about himself, but there's like the other characters in it are like stand-up comics you know ray
0: romano's in there
1: um, yeah yeah um i think jason schwartzman i want to say and um uh the kid that was the guy the guy was in moneyball and uh a bunch of movies with Seth. yeah uh, no uh you know what i'm talking about
0: used to be big and fat now he's a little skinny guy
1: yeah and then he was big and fat and again then he was skinny again then big and fat again but um, no, he's back
0: to being small again. He's like on a, uh, he only, he like only drinks juice or something like that. Like he doesn't do anything, but eat like mushes vegetables, I believe. Something right. like
1: that. That sounds terrible, but that's how I have to eat them if I eat them. Um, so, all right. So, so you mentioned all those movies. I think I have every movie you mentioned down here. A couple that I had written down that I don't think you mentioned, three of them actually. One of his most recent, that I think if you if you look at the preview or just look at like the cover of it, I'm. I'm are you pulling it up to try to guess? Yeah.
0: Okay, no, I, I, I know what you're going to say. Okay. Um, it was just- Sandy Wexler. The, no, um, no. That's another movie. Hubie I Halloween? Hubie Halloween. So I haven't seen Hubie Halloween, but I've heard good things. I thought you know what funny. else I haven't seen? I haven't seen The Week Of. And him and Chris Rock together have got to be good.
1: I started that. I started that a couple of times and got through like the first five or ten minutes and then fell asleep or something because I think I was that's starting good. late at night. But that's it, it was good. because I was I was really tired when I started it. But I, I do want to watch that too because I agree with you. And that's the reason so I look- like grown ups because he, Chris Rock, David Spade, and uh, uh, yeah, Kevin James. I, I love all those guys. So them together were awesome. And uh, Rob Schneider. So
0: there's one that I forgot to mention that I really liked, and it was another silly, goofy Adam Sandler movie, The Cobbler. I loved The Cobbler. Never saw that one. Never saw it. He, uh, um, Yeah, special shoes.
1: Did you ever see Eight yeah. Crazy Nights?
0: I, I haven't. No, I remember when it came out. I never went and it watched took
1: it. Me, it took me years to see it, but I saw it. I saw it uh, like one and a half times. It wasn't bad. It wasn't his best or anything, yeah. but it wasn't bad um he uh whitey who uh, a character from his uh, early uh albums that he used to his comedy albums he used to it made an appearance there that was always a really funny character anyway um so Hubie halloween is one i mentioned anger management that he did with jack nicholson
0: um i thought that was a that was pretty funny he was in anger man i didn't, I didn't even remember him being in anger management i thought that was somebody else that that did that with uh Jack oh. Nicholas, he was the Dude, that he, was a great anger management, was a great movie,
1: yeah, yeah. He was the he was the sold like uh stuff, uh, clothes for cats or something he did like a cat clothing catalog or something for fat cats or whatever. <laughs> David Hasselhoff, I, David Hasselhoff was his boss, anyway. Um, yeah, because <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, he was
0: the main guy in that, wasn't he? Yeah. He
1: was he and Jack Nicholson together were co stars, yeah. Um, the, the last one that I wanted to mention. That people, when when people talk about Adam Sandler movies, they never mention this one, but it's one of my favorites. I love this movie, especially because of who his co-star was. Oh, my gosh.
0: Go, tell me who it is. I know what you're going to say. Tell me. That's my boy. Nope. Oh, okay. Never mind. Go ahead.
1: Bulletproof.
0: Oh, that's an old one. Yeah. Bulletproof that he did goodie. with
1: Damon Wayans. Yes. I love that movie. It's it's kind of like a it's a comedy, but it's got, like, got a lot of action in it and stuff. Um, yeah. But I thought that was really funny. By the way, if you're also looking for another kind of similar thing, a comedy action movie, The Do-Over is, is uh, kind of funny too. He and David Spade did another one together. Or The
0: Zohan. Tons of comedy, tons of action.
1: Action, right. Yeah, he does. He likes the action
0: so, stuff. That's my boy. Real quick, I forgot that's my boy. Shout out cameo to one of my favorite cameos in that is vanilla ice Uncle uncle uh, Uncle Rob uh, makes a makes a cameo in there and he, and he's got to get to his son's wedding and he walks up, knocks on the door and he says, you still got the 5.0 <laughs> <laughs> And they all get in the old 1990 Mustang 5.0 Mustang. <laughs> Anyway, sorry. That's just one of my favorite parts of a movie of all time.
1: No, I I, I never saw that whole movie. Um,
0: oh, you're missing out. Yeah, Great movie. I missed
1: I missed that one. Um, so, okay. So, I got to get to my four. And so, I had Happy Gilmore, Big Daddy, and The Wedding Singer marked. Oh, okay. When you started talking, you said, if you don't have Billy Madison – and happy gilmore on your on your thing you can hit the road jack or whatever so i marked down billy madison now it's it's so hard though because the water boy mr deeds even 50 first dates i mean i've seen that movie so many times it's so hard i but i guess i'm gonna i guess i'm just gonna stick with I'm gonna stick with Billy Madison because it was one of his first. It was like his really his first it started
0: it. Uni. Billy Madison started everything for mm-hmm. Adam Sandler outside of Saturday Night Live.
1: It, it was probably his first movie while he was there, right? I think he I think he shot that movie while he was still on Saturday Night Live, or maybe right after he left. Um so yeah, and, and it was super goofy. I mean, just it's almost hard if you're an adult and you've never seen it, you're probably going to have a hard time getting through how ridiculous he acts through the whole thing. But yep. when you're a young person and it's just silly humor and you love
0: it and then you grow up with it. Everybody pees the pants. It's cool to pee your pants.
1: <laughs> uh, if uh, if peeing your, your pants is cool, consider me Miles Davis. All right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Chris Farley. You son of a bitch!
1: No, no, no that was the old lady.
0: Chris. Oh, that was the old lady. I thought that was Chris Farley. Chris Farley was Chris Farley was eating all the eating everybody's lunches. <laughs> no yelling on the bus. <laughs> <laughs> Screams, yells, no yelling on the bus. Um, Adam Sandler, I believe Adam Sandler's line in that movie is, "I've got some things in mind." Involve a bag of ice, a a bull's head. Uh, Five iron.
1: (laughs) I I think my favorite quote from that movie is just because I hear it all the time. Anytime I hear somebody say that's correct. I think of of Chris Farley when they're studying together. And he's like, that is correct.
0: (laughs) correct. (laughs) Takes his his shirt off. Takes his shirt off. Miss Vaughn. Miss Vaughn. Miss Vaughn was the teacher. Miss Vaughn. Oh, my gosh. That Veronica Swan. Stop. <laughs> Stop looking I, at me, swan. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> I know from experience, if you know what I mean. No you, no, no, you don't. No, no, no. Not me personally, but a guy I know. Him and her. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, 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 they didn't. you Look, we, no. we that is that's the one, man. If
1: that, that's the one, that's the one. No, but you can imagine what it'd be like if they did, right? Huh? Huh? <laughs> Everybody on good, great, grand, no yelling on the bus. All right, that's the end of the scene. Okay, that's my four. We got your four, Chris. We got to go into our very last part of this thing, and that is our final,
0: cup. final. The end, the end of the night is here, which means the comedy segment.
1: Time to talk about comedy. All right. And you chose this one last week. You chose Jay Moore, his his, his most recent from just from this past year, uh, American Treasure. And let me start by saying. Is American, did he mention anybody else as an American treasure or say anything, say the words American treasure through this thing that you remember?
0: Uh, I mean, he talked about two American treasures uh, specifically, but I don't ever remember the word American treasure coming out. Um, So are you thinking, are you kind of upset because you feel like he was talking about himself?
1: After seeing the whole thing, I do think he was talking about himself.
0: Yeah, thirty-two uh, that was, years of comedy, right? He's the—he uh, knows what he, it's not his fault. It's your guys' fault if it's bad or something man. like that, right? <laughs>
1: and that was the—that was the kind of the theme or the or the the feeling that the vibe that I got throughout this whole thing was there was like a and we've seen plenty of comedians that are known for being, uh, you know, being kind of grumpy and and, and you know being uh, upset and mad about everything. Bill Burr and Louis CK and plenty of people who are really funny and do that all the time and are funny. This felt different, man. This felt like he's got some – he still is – he's got some stuff weighing on him. and it Oh, came yeah. Through and he talked about a lot of stuff. And, and he got he got a lot of – there were a lot of times where he – his – the way he said the jokes and his pauses made it seem like he was waiting for a much bigger laugh than he was
0: getting. Oh, yeah. Did you see as they scanned the crowd a lot, like you could hear some laughter, right? But they're scanning the crowd and like no one was laughing. There was a yeah. couple times where no one was even laughing and it showed laughter. And they had one girl that kept going like this.
1: Yeah. Because he, 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 he still – he does the shock thing. I mean, he, he uses the shock stuff like those other guys do too. Um, but it was like more – there was more like malice behind it or something. There was more –
0: like dude, he just got—he just had a pretty big divorce uh, go through the last couple of years with Nikki Brooks, which I don't know if you've looked her up, or Nikki Cox. That's Nikki Cox thing. was her name. Cox is Nikki tube. Cox. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I'd probably feel that way too. You know, I—I'm it, I, I, it, sure it was rough on him. He—he was—he was a pretty big thing, and and uh, has slowly gotten beaten back down to earth, from what it sounds like. Oh, yeah, I recognize her face. Yeah. Okay. She was in a she was in a TV show with a talking rabbit. Uh, that back in the day, one of the the kid that was on it was in that Malcolm in the Middle show, and uh, it was a funny show. The talking rabbit was the he was a comedian, the guy who did his voice, as a comedian that's got the most recognizable voice in the world. But I can't think of his name, so it doesn't matter. Totally horribly described that movie or that TV show that she was in years and years ago. But there you go.
1: Um, yeah, it says that she was with Bobcat Goldthwait for like- That's who yeah. it was. That's,
0: who, that's oh. who did the, that Bobcat was, I couldn't think of his daggone name. He did the voice of the rabbit. Okay. Of the stuffed rabbit.
1: So this says partner. So I don't know if she just dated him for a long time. And then she went right after him, went to, was married. Maybe that was just her comedy partner or something. And then she was she married to Jay comedy. Moore for a long time. But anyway, but here's the thing is what I was thinking toward the end of this thing is it did. It it felt like he was arrogant and angry at the same time through this whole thing. I mean, he said a few things that made me laugh, but there was a lot of stuff that I cringed a little bit more because it seems like it's like, man, there's it's it's, you know, comedians talk all the time about, you know, they use their pain and their suffering from growing up and experiences they've had. And that's what drives their comedy and that's what made them comedians and stuff. And that's fine. But it's, a, it was a different feeling for me. It, it just seemed like he wasn't ready. It seemed like he wasn't ready to have to do a comedy special. And that's what like, especially as he wasn't getting laughs, like I think he was expecting to, yeah. I'm, I was wondering why he would still use that one and release it as his special, you know, like if this wasn't live, a live special or something, and it wasn't, why wouldn't you just do it, do it, even if you do the same set, but it's a better night, it's a better crowd, you feel a little bit better, you're in a better mood, and you do the jokes a little bit, just slightly differently, with a different tone or something, I feel like that, he could have done that, but this didn't come off great to me, Um, so I don't know, the first thing that he said that really made me laugh was, was, I won't even say the whole start to the, the whole premise, but You know what Dick Cheney never thinks about? Pearl Jam.
0: (laughs) That was so great. That
1: line alone, (laughs) even taken out of context, was funny to me.
0: Yes. Uh,
1: But like he did a lot of like stock jokes to me too. Like, okay, okay, Wilford Brimley looks like a walrus and and pronounces the word diabetes funny. You
0: know how many people have done that? But he's not the most famous celebrity in the world i don't even know that guy's name i didn't know his name was wolfer brimley or whatever <laughs> yeah. the whole premise of the joke was people that introduce themselves when they're a celebrity and if you're endorsing something the whole point is you shouldn't have to introduce yourself and he, and uh, the word the one that doesn't make the most sense to me is wolfer brimley everybody knows what No, i mean i know who he is but yeah, I didn't know his name.
1: Yeah. He, he had a few, uh he had a few pulls like that that it, I was like, eh, that's that's not a real real relatable thing. Um he he like threw, he threw like Jennifer Aniston under the bus real bad. Like
0: yeah, some of that like, stuff is just some of that stuff though, I don't think is for real. Like the whole the whole Clint Eastwood thing, I don't think that's a real story, buddy. But, you don't you think know, so? Like, no.
1: All right, maybe I'll maybe I've been had, but um, it, it just felt. I, I think, think a lot of that
0: is just his comedy.
1: I think, yeah, and I think because I was feeling like he was like, "Gosh, man, get your get your get your mind together a little bit before you're ready to write jokes again. Don't be so angry about everything." And he likes know, to
0: try to he, he likes to try to do um, impressions, and the, the Christopher Walken thing. Do you think he really had a conversation with Christopher Walken about having a tail or flying, being yeah, able I mean, to fly or have so a tail?
1: Outrageous though. But the other
0: one. You don't think the Clint Eastwood thing was outrageous? I mean,
1: not really. He just he, he asked them to have a beer at a bar that they were shooting at, or whatever. Oh, that's he, not the
0: part I was talking about. Oh. Like, that's not. I I, oh, like, uh, I believe he put some of the, the he the, put some real things in there, but that wasn't the word the joke. that he spelled. Yeah, that no. wasn't the joke. Maybe you don't. Maybe you missed that part of it. That wasn't I, the joke.
1: No, no, I, I know what you're talking about. Um. Okay. Yeah. I. I and maybe. Yeah. Maybe that part was was, was exaggerated or something, or maybe it was totally made up, but I don't know. It just felt because I felt like he was just like, there was just like so much anger in him or something coming across that, that, that when he said that thing about, and I worked with, you know, uh, somebody, something about somebody being so mean and I've worked with Jennifer Aniston and I'm like, dude, I, you know, I know once in a while you hear people that are willing to tell stories about people they worked with that, you know, didn't go well or whatever, but for the most part, even, I'm sure it happens all the time, but usually people in, in the industry don't do that to each other. You know, even if they don't like somebody, they don't, they just usually don't talk about it. Um, so that kind of just, I was like, geez, man, there's another thing. It just seemed like there was, it didn't even seem like there was much of a joke there. It was just more like, you know, you know, this person was mean, but, and I'm saying that, and I've worked with Jennifer Aniston. Like, geez, is she known for being like really hard to work with. I, it just didn't come across like a real like a joke to me. I don't know.
0: You struggled with this one, bud. You I struggled, struggled with this one. It. You I struggled, struggled with this one. this
1: one. Yeah, and like I said, he, um, he did uh, his norm. His Norm McDonald was really good. He does a really good Norm McDonald impression. He only did it for like it's, two seconds, but
0: uh, his Christopher was, Walken was pretty good.
1: It wasn't bad. It wasn't I mean, everybody does a Christopher Walken, and a lot of people do a Norm McDonald. But I thought his norm, his norm was really good, and his Christopher Walken wasn't too bad, so um, that part was decent. So I, I, for the for the couple times I really laughed, I gave him a two point two.
0: all right. So all that stuff being said, there's not really a lot to add to it. Uh, I gave him a two point seven. I thought it was, I thought it was, I thought it was good. There were some parts that I really laughed at, and then there were some parts where I sat there and I'm like, shoot dude, this ain't hitting for you, brother. This ain't working. Like, like, you just come off as angry. Like you say, you're just coming off as angry, especially when it came to, like, women and being married and all that stuff. He started getting – there was some tangents he went into. There was some funny stuff in there that he could have worked out and got funny. But like you said, maybe this was too soon after his, you know, most recent divorce because it was not hitting – the way there was some funny stuff in there, and I laughed, but some of it was like, okay, you got to that edge and you were ready for the punchline, and you took that two steps past, and you've lost the punchline now, brother. You are just mad now. You just yeah. he's like and it was a lot of it was women. We we just always think that you're gorgeous and beautiful and oh, no matter what, and I'm like. This all has to do with this Nikki Brooks. He's trying to, the, he's trying to go and be like, "Baby girl, I loved you. You're so beautiful all the time. It's all I ever thought about." That's what it sounded like to me when he went through that whole thing. It's That's a, what that sounded it's a subliminal like.
1: Subliminal message. This whole thing was like a subliminal message to her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I got that too. Um, yeah, so I, 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 I it sounds like we're pretty much on the same. Keep calling her
0: Nikki Brooks, Nikki Cox, whatever. Sorry. Gotcha. Anyway. No sports now sports involved. He's a huge sports guy I was in sports talk radio. That's what I was looking for. So yeah, eh, a little bummed out on that. So anyway, that leaves, uh, that leaves you up for uh, the comedy segment for the week.
1: Okay. Um, we're going to, we decided we talked beforehand and um, I'm going to, I'm going to go twice. I'm going to go this week. And then next week, I'm going to, I'm going to do the one for the following week. So for this week, Let's go. I'm gonna go with a guy, another guy that's kind of known for his, uh, for for being like an angry comic, Lewis Black.
0: Oh, jeez.
1: I know, and I'm not usually a huge Lewis Black guy. The last, his last. We
0: talked about we talked about doing the last one, or did we actually do it? We talked about it, but there was a bunch of other things that came out at the same time that we didn't end up doing.
1: It. Yeah, I think you're right, and I think I ended up watching that, and I thought it was pretty funny. But he just did one recently. Um, sometime since COVID started uh, because the title of it is called thanks for risking your life. Um, I'm pretty sure this is on prime. So I will double check that. But um, uh, the last time I did see, I I wasn't a big Lewis black guy for a long time because it was uh, to me, it was too much. It's just all the yelling and stuff. I'm like, okay, that's just too much. But whatever the last one was, I can't remember the title of his last one um it made me laugh a lot more than i ever have with him before so i'm i'm willing to give him another shot um he's getting up there man i don't know how old this guy is but he's at least he's at least in his 60s because he, he started late i don't think he started in comedy till he was in his 30s most people start like in their late teens early 20s so okay thanks for yep so this should be free on uh maybe not Nope, you gotta rent it. So let me uh, <laughs> let me see if it's on something else. <laughs> let me see if it's on something else, and we'll uh, we'll figure that out. So there's a chance we might change this during the week if uh, if that's if I can't find it on another platform. Uh, it's probably on YouTube somewhere anyway. But I'm gonna go twice because I saw something that I want to do, and it's gonna be a little uh, off off-brand for what we normally do here. And I know anytime I've done that before, it hasn't worked out great. Um, But (laughs) a comedian that I love, that I would love to do a special, when we always can, um, but it's been a long, long time because he's been dead for a while. Um, It's been a long time since he's had a special out. Uh, There's a, on February 19th, on Comedy Central at 10 o'clock Eastern time, uh, there is a documentary about Patrice O'Neal.
0: Oh, that's so good. We, I
1: think we both love Patrice. Yes. Um, and so I, I just wanted to make that in. It, honestly, you can pick this week's again, if you want to totally fine with that. I just definitely want to, at some point, I wanted to at least tell you ahead of time. So you can remember to set your DVR or whatever, because this isn't on YouTube. It's not a streaming service. This is on Comedy Central, which you can probably right. get it on Comedy Central on the website or App or whatever. I
0: I, I I can we can yeah it's on there it's going to be on Comedy Central which is on Hulu Hulu has Comedy okay. Central so I'm good I'll set the DVR and record yeah. it and we're good to go yeah so February nineteenth oh, yeah. oh, I just love I love Patrice O'Neill man Patrice he O'Neill. he is so funny he's, he's so another
1: guy yeah he's another guy that'll that'll get you with some shocking stuff he gets pretty. Mm-hmm pretty raunchy oh, yeah. and he'll, he'll say some pretty offensive stuff <laughs> and 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 it's you know it's changed obviously since he's been dead things have some things have changed and uh right some things people say you can't exactly say anymore or whatever but uh, nah,
0: it's comedy man it's comedy, comedy. you can't right. you just can't deal with it you can't deal with it yeah. um so that being said i want to go back into the sports world okay for our Mount Rushmore for next okay. week. Yep. So for the Mount Rushmore next week, I'm gonna do the Mount Rush. We've done the Mount Rushmore of uh, point guards. Yep. But I want to do the Mount Rushmore of point guards under six foot tall.
1: Ooh. Oh. okay. See, here's here's the thing that's gonna to be tough. In basketball, everybody is listed taller uh, three inches taller than they really are. So we're gonna have to uh, we're gonna have to do some digging here.
0: Okay. Well, no, you know what? I mean, that just kind of came off the top of my head, to be honest with you. I just kind of thought of it about 4.7 seconds ago. So can I can change we can we can make this we can make this better. We can definitely do betterness. I in fact, I think I'd like to. I want to do the Mount Rushmore. Of hitting pitchers,
1: no, oh, that's a that is a good one. That is a good one. It's so right, be, right before that came out of your mouth, I thought switch hitters, and then you said hitting.
0: Oh, that would have been good too. Oh, good. So we'll do hitting pitchers, but I'm going to put a caveat on it. Okay, because I don't want Babe Ruth on there. Right, oh. Babe Ruth is just amazing in everything that he does. Babe Ruth is on his own Mount Rushmore by himself. Maybe not by himself, but you know. We, we we could talk about that at a later date. Uh, we did a lot of talking about that with Hank Aaron when he passed away. Right. So I'm going to go. Um. Since 1970. Oh. So when you really had pitcher, All right? We'll go night. Uh, didn't
1: mean, we we say 1960.
0: 19- just- Let's just after 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 1930. Oh. Anytime after 1930.
1: Or we can just say. Hitting pitchers not named Babe Ruth.
0: Okay, I'm good with that. Let's do that. Do that? Hitting pitchers not named Babe Ruth. Because at at his at the time that he was doing things, and he started out in the Major League Baseball as a pitcher, that they had realized quickly that if you don't have him in the lineup, you have an issue. Yeah. So – Although uh, guys, we'll just guys, say guys, yeah. guys
1: pitch two or three days in a row, I think sometimes less. <laughs> so then,
0: is uh, what's his name going to include in this? Was the guy for the Cardinals then? Because he he became a outfielder,
1: Rick and for
0: the card and Keel. Yeah. So is a guy like that? I feel like I want to I want to talk about guys who are pitchers who can hit, not guys who were pitchers that become fielders. I'm talking okay. about pitchers straight up. Hitting stats on pitchers.
1: Hitting while you were a pitcher, yeah. Yeah.
0: yep. Not so including Babe Ruth.
1: Okay, not including Babe Ruth, not including Rick Keel, unless he was a great hitter while he was a pitcher.
0: I'm pretty sure he was.
1: Probably. Mike Hampton comes to mind, Greg Maddox. I mean, okay, let's not do that now. Okay, I got you. <laughs> Michael, Rendon. there's a
0: few of them right now. There's three or four of them right now.
1: Yeah. Yep.
0: So – this will be – it'll be interesting. I don't know how I'm going to look this one up. All the other stuff I've done, I've looked up on Google, just typed it in, and boom, what I'm looking for comes up, and I can scroll through a few, few different people's lists. I, guarantee... I don't know if there's going to be lists out there. This is going to take some Adam Schmidt. It's a good thing basketball season's over because it's going to take some real Adam Schmidt stat looking up.
1: I'm, I'm looking forward to digging into this one, that's for sure.
0: There you go. That sounds good. All right. Uh, You know what? I kind of feel
1: bad because I thought the Lewis Black thing was free. So I feel like I should probably pick
0: something else. Can I tell you something? I tried to look for the last few times that we've done this. One of my favorite comedians that we've never talked about. Mm -hmm. And maybe there's a reason for it. I don't know. Maybe you don't like him. I think the guy's hilarious. Ali Sadiq or Sadiqi, or whatever his name is. Ali Sadiq, yeah. That guy cracks me up, but you cannot get a special of his for free anywhere.
1: Um, yeah, that's just oh,
0: that's just I've looked me. him up on everything and I cannot find him for free. Really,
1: I feel he's like got he's got to. I'm sorry. I, I, I was gonna say I feel like he's got to have something on. He's got to have plenty of content on you on YouTube. Maybe because this doesn't have he's to be got like, a
0: bunch of short stuff on YouTube, a bunch yeah. of little pieces of his stuff. But it, you got to buy his full featured uh, comedy specials. Mm. He's got some jokes about being in prison and having to be heel to toe. Oh, my God. It's some of the funniest stuff you ever. He's like, I can't stand in a line. You stand in a line with me nowadays. I used to be in prison. I give I give six. This is been way before COVID. He's talking about giving people like six feet in line. Person behind me, I can feel him breathing on my neck. Boy, but get where you go. This is we we ain't in prison. Ain't no reason for you to be here. You know what?
1: <laughs> uh so that that reminds me of, of another person that I'm gonna have to double check. I'm gonna have to look up again, but uh somebody that I've been hearing a lot from. And every time I hear something from them, a joke from them, it's really funny. But somebody that we talked about several times and we never got to do it was Taylor Tomlinson, Quarter Life Crisis. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Came, That came out like shortly after the pandemic started, I think. Um, and we talked about her. I, I think we should do that because I've heard um, probably at least three or four jokes from that since then, and they were all really funny. So it, it kind of made me want to watch it even more. So, I mean, that one's on Netflix. Uh, if, if, unless you find somebody else that you're really dying, perfect.
0: To. Nope, that's perfect. Taylor Tomlinson, it is. Yeah. I, I started this because we ended up skipping over it. And um, I think I stopped because I thought we were going to end up doing it at some point in time. Yeah. Yeah. Quarter life crisis. Yep. Here you go. I can tell you how far I was in on it. I was, uh, let's see, resume. Fifty-eight thirty-seven. oh i was one minute and 12 seconds in
1: <laughs> I, I did kind of the same thing i think i oh. think i started it once or twice and uh held off because i did think we were going to do it too so let's do it now let's make it easy and if i can find that lewis black one we'll do that down the road if i can find it for that free. sounds good
0: that sounds good all right so everybody else you're welcome today for losing the bet i'm sure i look way better on tv with a mask over my face. Oh, yeah. uh, Adam! Congratulations on your victory. Now, before this happened, I remember taking taking uh, Tampa Bay with the points. I remember taking Tampa Bay with the points, and I thought that was the bet, but we didn't bet that. Right. We bet. We bet the over/under. And I remember hmm. saying, "I don't want to take the over. I don't want to take the over. It's too many points. I don't want to do it." And you took the under and I said, Nope, I'm doing it. I'm taking it. Right. The rest is Um, history.
1: The rest is history. And this is a unit. We're a unified podcast here. You're my brother. So I'm finishing this thing off with you. I'm finishing it off with you here and I'm going to let you take it away.
0: All right. So for everybody out there next week, we've got all kinds of good stuff coming. We've got, uh, we've got hitting pitchers. We've got, Uh, a comedy segment with Taylor Tomlinson and until then don't forget to turn your headlights on.